the Public News Service Doe Newscast, January the 31st, 2024. I'm Mike Clifford. A new study finds that seasonal snowpacks throughout New England have shrunk significantly over the past 40 years, and it's due to human-driven climate change. Researchers at Dartmouth College say snowpacks have declined between 10 and 20 percent each decade. Ph.D. candidate Alex Gottlieb says by the end of the 21st century, the region could be close to snow-free in March. Each additional degree of warming is going to take a larger and larger chunk of your snowpack. And so you can see these really rapidly accelerating losses, which is what we've started to see emerge here in the Northeast. Gottlieb says that means less meltwater for rivers and soils downstream and potentially devastating losses for the region's economies. I'm Catherine Carley reporting. Researchers have found that when a region warms to an average temperature of more than 17 degrees Fahrenheit during the winter, it reaches what is known as a snow cliff when snowmelt quickly accelerates. While Maine has already experienced significant snowstorms this year, the snow is not expected to become a deep snowpack. Now from CNN, Speaker Mike Johnson privately told House Republicans the Senate's bipartisan immigration deal has no way forward, according to lawmakers who attended the closed-door meeting Tuesday, the latest blow to a major national security package intended to unlock critical aid to Ukraine as former President Donald Trump urges Republicans to kill it. CNN notes that the House GOP's warning to the Senate comes as Trump has called on the Congress to tank the border deal as he rails against chaos at the border in his fight for the White House. Meantime, drive around rural Minnesota and you might spot a solar farm. Complexities are being sorted out for bigger projects, and in the meantime, farmers are adding solar arrays that fit their needs. Clean energy advocates say solar is one of the many sources Minnesota needs to rely upon to meet its climate goals. The push continues to develop more utility-scale projects, but opening up needed space on the power grid remains a challenge. In central Minnesota, farmer Larry Lahr has a handful of one-megawatt solar installations lined up next to each other. He leases that section of land to a third party that sells the electricity that's generated. Uh, getting into an arrangement like that, see the benefits in terms of having a revenue stream that was certainly significant, but also it diversified the rest of our farm income. Advocates acknowledge there's still conflict, including claims these projects gobble up prime farmland. However, Clean Grid Alliance says the current amount of solar in the queue represents less than 1% of Minnesota's 17 million acres of soil-rich farmland. I'm Mike Moen. This is Public News Service. Next, we head to the nature state that wants to tackle childhood hunger this summer by opting now into a summer program for kids. The details from our Danielle Smith. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's Summer EBT program aims to bridge the gap in childhood nutrition when schools are out. Kathy Webb with the Arkansas Hunger Relief Alliance says summers are tough for low-income families who rely on school meals. She adds more than 300,000 children would be eligible for their families to receive grocery buying benefits. All of those kids who qualify for the school lunch program will be able to participate in summer EBT, which means they will be able to get $40 for the three summer months. That's $120 to help provide food. Webb points out the state has until February 15th to submit its plan for the program to the USDA for approval. 
Webb's organization is working with the Department of Human Services and Education to identify the best way to reach families of eligible kids and raise awareness of these programs across the state. And after a two-and-a-half-year process, time is winding down for the public to comment on new rules for concentrated animal feeding operations in Iowa. The proposed new rules are the product of petitions, drafts, comments, and regulatory analysis. Iowa Environmental Council Executive Director Michael Schmidt says while there are slight improvements, the IEC has petitioned the Department of Natural Resources to do more to measure how much manure CAFO operators are applying to Iowa's porous soil, known as karst. Manure is applied directly to farm fields, and if it is applied at rates higher than crops can use, then it ends up in the water. CAFO operators say they're constantly looking for ways to make their facilities more environmentally friendly while responding to increased consumer demand for healthy livestock. The public comment period ends the third week in February. I'm Mark Moran. Finally, the Golden State's wildfire death toll has ticked down in recent years, mostly because megafires have managed to avoid urban areas. But firefighters have some tips for the millions of Californians who live along what's called the Windland Urban Interface. Santa Barbara County Fire Captain Scott Safechuck says the first thing is to create defensible space around the home. Nothing is completely overgrown and the dead component is removed and you maintain your landscaping well. It helps slow down or inhibit the fire. I'm Suzanne Potter. In the past two years, the Firehawk helicopter has been used in 37 wildfires. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported. Here are some radio stations, big and small. Your favorite podcast platform, find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.